Dear Colgate, I love that you love that I love being at home. You even let me whiten my teeth from home. Because you know how I feel about getting up from my cloud couch. The Colgate Optic White LED Kit gives professional-level results in just 10 minutes a day for 10 days when used as directed. And that's why, Colgate, I want you to meet my parents. Because ever since meeting you, I've been living life to the brightest. Colgate Optic White. Find it at all major retailers. Hello and welcome to another episode of But Why? But this is something a bit different. It's a condensed version. It's our favourite conversations about tricky subjects, revisited and reduced into bite-sized chunks. Hello and welcome to another episode of But Why? The podcast is all about digging into big questions and tricky topics via honest conversations. This week we're going to be looking at endometriosis. Today's guest wrote a piece for Mother of All Lists called Why I Wouldn't Wish Endo on My Worst Enemy. Truthfully, it was the first time I ever understood what a debilitating condition endometriosis is. And not only that, it's one that's hugely misunderstood. She describes it as having a heartbreaking effect on her life and is incredibly passionate about raising awareness of it. Without further ado, let me introduce to you Emma Tully and let's get cracking with the episode. I'm sitting here thinking, how do I dance around this? Because I don't want to push you into something that don't, you're still... Don't dance, Lucy. But the numb, you know, we go numb when our body's tra- when our mind's trying to protect us, I think. And That's also, you're in a kind of, what for me would feel like a, um, a kind of grief before the before the thing you know often when hard things happen when you're doing them you cope with them but the the this weird space you're in now kind of knowing it's coming but you're not there must feel just a a no man's what time kind of time frame have they given you or have they not there's no there's no time frame at all at the moment just because of everything that's going on like I hate to say it because of COVID Mm -hmm. the the time scale is just no man's land and you've literally banged the nail on the head where it is like I was talking to a friend about it the other day and it's like for me my mind whether I like it or not goes into survival mode Mm. and it's very much like I go into a grief process so I I always do this whenever I get bad news of my health which is quite a regular occurrence I always go into survival Mm -hmm. mode and I always go into a grief process I always get this shock stage where I go numb and it's like my brain just goes Mm -hmm. I'm gonna look after you now I'm gonna go Mm -hmm. into survival mode then I go into anger then I go into pure devastation and then I go into acceptance Mm -hmm. and then it's like right come on now let's do this Mm. and I go into warrior mode and I'm like Mm. I'm gonna fight this Mm. with all that I've got but it's always a process I never know how long it's gonna Mm. be sometimes it's really quick sometimes it's just I need time and like I was saying that to my mum where my mum's like come on let's go out and go for a bit of lunch a bit of you know retail therapy I was like no I don't need any of that right now I need time that's what I need I need time to you know grieve this process and like I don't know when this surgery will be or another surgery that I've got to have for mm-hmm. ovarian remnant um, which is another major operation. Can you explain actually what endometriosis is for anyone who doesn't know? It's basically something cells similar to where it like it grows after the problem is it's like 
everyone believes that it's something that grows inside the uterus and it's, you know, it's hard to explain, but it grows outside the uterus. So it's not, everyone's like, oh, it's a gynecological condition. It really isn't. It's a whole body condition. But it's basically cells that are similar to the lining of a womb, but it's not the lining of a womb. And it grows outside and it'll grow wherever it wants. But then every time you're on a period, it will shed and it's, it will just attach to wherever it wants. It will attach to the bowel, it will attach to any organ it wants. But every time you are on the estrogen is produced or, you know, a, you, you have a period, it will just grow more and more and more. Um, but yeah, it's if you have any sort of estrogen, even, that's the problem, even when you have a, a full hysterectomy like I have, if you have estrogen in any part of your body, which there are different like you have estrogen even in your body fat, you will you'll grow more endometriosis, and endometriosis has its own estrogen, so it'll grow by itself. <sighs> so that's the thing, like everyone thinks like you have a full hysterectomy, that's it, you're cured, but you're not cured. There's no there's no cure for it. <sighs> I've got so many things I want to ask you. First of all, like huge empathy for the fact that you're going through, in the early part of this, you're going through it at a point when your body feels alien to you anyway, you know, in your in your teens, and, and you've got no comprehension of what is normal and what's not because everything is topsy-turvy. But that, that thing you've mentioned a couple of times where you just knew but you're not necessarily got the maturity to advocate for yourself in the in the way that you would now with an you know yeah. as an adult but that must have been so difficult and also I'm thinking you're trying to make your way in the world as a teenage girl and everything that that entails whilst going through something so indescribable yeah it's, it's mind-boggling it was without a doubt the most petrifying time and it was just heartbreaking because it was heartbreaking for me and even as a teenager it was heartbreaking to see my parents pulling their hair out and like especially now as a parent myself mm. I think how 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 do you cope as a parent seeing that but like as a teenager I was literally like I was I just I would literally go to bed on like on my own like when everything calmed down type of thing you know like I'd be around my friends I would try to put on a brave face because everyone knew something was seriously wrong do you know what I mean like all my friends had normal periods and mm. I'd be like am I just being dramatic mm. do you know what I mean because surely yeah. everyone's dealing with the same type of pain and no one's really talking about it because now you know, I talk very openly about stuff, but back then I was very like, I didn't say boots yeah. and goose about it type yeah, of thing. Yeah, because it's, especially back then, as we're saying, even yeah. regular periods weren't really talked about, you know, I no, remember stuffing sanitary word. towels up my jumper to try and mm. go and, and I wouldn't have talked to my friends about, like I knew kind of when people started their periods, mm. but we didn't like talk about it no, no. In, as a regular piece of language for sure. No, no, definitely not. And it was just so, such a dirty word. You never ever spoke mm -hmm. about it at all. So when I would say, oh, I'm going to hospital about my periods, I'd be like, why? 
like, why are you going about your periods type of thing? And like, I'd go to bed at the end of the day and I would literally just sob. And it would be like, what, what is wrong with me? Why, why am I in so much pain? And why am I, why am I on for so long? And it'd be literally, it'd just be a very, very lonely place mm. because I just didn't know what was going on at all. And to have doctors, like I had one doctor, because the problem is, because it attached to my bowels so severely, which they didn't know at this point, obviously. And I remember distinctly the first time I started bleeding from my bowel. Um, I was on a night out when I was 19 with my two friends. And I had one glass of wine. And I remember my stomach literally, you'd think I was heavily pregnant. And I was in Weatherspoons and I went to the toilet, classy Weatherspoons, and I remember my stomach just like as if something popped. It was literally this most excruciating pain. And I just went, oh my God. And it was literally like this blood came gushing out of me. And I phoned my mum and dad and I was rushed into hospital. My dad and mum drove me in and it was just constantly pumping, pumping, pumping out of me. Did anyone, everyone was just like, in the hospital, was like, you must have a, t- a terrible tummy bug. And I was kept in for five nights. And it was, the, not once did I have a scan, not once did anyone do anything. It was literally, you must just have a really bad tummy bug. I'm imagining the earlier you get diagnosed and the me- earlier things are understood, mm. the better the outcome. So that's, that's it's, it's not a cure, but it is, yeah, the more 100%. we know, we know. Yeah. Yeah, 100%. I mean... You know, stage four, it's, it's not as far as pain. I mean, you could be stage one and you'd be in the same amount of pain. It's just a case of stage one is the amount you have, if you get me. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, if you're diagnosed earlier, you'll be less endometriosis. Mm. So diagnose, early diagnosis is key. There's no doubt about it. What a way to end. <laughs> Thank you so very much. I really mean it from the bottom of my heart. You're Pleasure. an absolute warrior doing Thank things you that when you're in me. pain is um a nightmare but that's you know i kept wanting to message you saying oh tell me when it's a good time but unfortunately oh, for you yeah you've got to just try and carry on as best you can no honestly honestly pleasure thank you so much for asking <laughs>